This is Demarcus Black with those heathens over there. Hey, how's everybody doing? This is Vic Damone. I'm uh, I'm glad to be here with y'all. So thanks for tuning in. What's up, guys? Long time note here from this Diana Dirtree. It's a pleasure to do this next cast with you guys. Hopefully you like it. Hey, what's good, y'all? It's DBE. Just glad to be here. Let's get this thing going. All right, cool. So at current, we don't have T-Nice with us. However, he may or may not drop in, so we'll see where that leads. Unforeseen incidents. <laughs> Always. We're going to start off this first couple minutes with something new that we want to try. We're going to call it 2 to 10. Obviously, this time it's going to be 2 to 8 because it's only four of us. But what we're going to do in theory is we're going to have two minutes per person to rehash talk nine. After that, we're going to roll into our newer topics, which are going to be toxic masculinity and um, harassment, whether that be workplace, just in general, or however that looks. All right. So with that being said, I'm literally going to have a stopwatch on this bitch and we're going to roll through. So who want to go first? You. Me. All right. Yes. I ain't even ready. Yeah. I ain't even ready. <laughs> but okay. All right. Then it could be it could be me. Uh, if, shit, if, if you're on. not ready, I'll, I'll give you uh, I'll give you 60 to 90 seconds. What the fuck? No. That's gracious. All right. Okay. I'll, then I'll roll. I'm rolling around. I'm starting to uh, stop one. All right. So after listening to last week's episode, it was, I, I think it was a really good talk, really good episode. I actually found out talking to a fan um, that she has a daughter who has or has been diagnosed with ADHD. And she found out that sleep disorders can be correlated with ADHD symptoms or signs. So she's actually going to get her daughter tested for sleep issues to see how that actually plays a part because she's already identified that her daughter gets little to no sleep or she's up at the most random hours of the night. So with that being said, it kind of makes sense to me because if you if you don't get sleep and you're running off of, uh, off of fumes, then yes, I can see how you won't have that focus. You won't have that attention um, that is expected of you. So I'm actually thinking about actually having my son tested for um, sleep disorder as well because again he, he doesn't sleep much at all either um, i rolled in the house today and he's in bed at 3 30 and i'm like i don't know what you're doing but that ain't that ain't the right thing but you're doing something but he wasn't asleep he was just in there laying just hanging out but i, I was glad that she actually reached out to us on um on instagram and said what she said because it gave me a new perspective on what i'm looking at and then also looking at the uh well listening to the last recording I sound like a fucking monster, man. I fucking sound like a horrible fucking human being. God damn it. But uh, no, nah, it was good. It was a good talk. So that's actually less than two minutes. So I'm going to cut myself there. I guess I'll go next. So yeah, so uh, caveat of what you said, you do sound like a monster. I'm glad you noticed it. No, nah, I'm just kidding. But I did realize a few things. I did like the fact that we brought in a guest. Wayne brought in a different perspective on things, uh, certain things that I didn't think about kind of like a different approach to everything. So I really like that that perspective. So hopefully if we can get some more fans on in, in the future or even get Wayne back on, that'd be great. The ADHD thing is obviously something that I've been dealing with for, for years, something that, that's very near and dear to my heart. So, I, I, you know, hearing other people's perspectives on it or just things that they've had to deal with kind of gave me like at least some ideas or a different approach that I could potentially take, you know, being someone that deals with that. On a, on a consistent basis. I did learn that we always have to ask if uh, an individual has any sort of sexually transmitted disease before any type of intercourse, because that is key. It's kind of a deal breaker. And, you know, just kind of seeing how we mentioned topics of any type of either post-traumatic stress or just mental issues. You know, when is 
the opportune time to mention it. And we did get a lot of different feedback on, yeah, that's something that's just gained with a lot of time or that is something that, you know, you're okay with bringing up earlier or whatever. Uh, That's all I got. Well, I'm the last one that was, that was around for the talk and uh, and a part of the talk. There were a lot of topics discussed. There were a lot of different avenues that we approached looking back at it, being able to talk about the, the different things that, that touch different people in different ways, uh, having Wayne's perspective in, uh, in what we were talking about definitely helps. It's always nice to have different points of view and seeing where everybody's coming from. I know everybody's been talking about the ADHD uh, piece so far in their two minutes, um, but I did a little bit more reading on it and um, I reached out to a few different people that I know who have children with ADHD. Even though it was never, you know, if you look back in history and you say, well, kids in, in the 1700s didn't have ADHD and blah, 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 blah. So many advances have come in medicine and we need to be able to, to respect that, right? We need to be able to see that. And it's challenging when you realize your children didn't, they have something going on with them that wasn't going on with you. You know, you didn't grow up like that. So why are they? So what I found is, uh the parents that I've talked to, they have a personal feeling of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They feel like they did something wrong. They, they have a, a, a personal feeling of guilt and shame because they feel like I did this to my child, you know? And, and that was the, the thing about the talk that maybe we didn't bring up during the talk that I realized afterwards that kind of brought some enlightenment to me. So that's one of the things I remember specifically. Diana, what do you think? So uh, after going back and taking a look and just kind of collecting my thoughts on the talk that stood out the most to me and the fact that it was given to me as homework, I'm not going to mention no names. Talk not, and I'm glad you said something, because at first when I heard the talk and it was, well, your kids aren't getting out enough, you know, parents aren't making them be active. I instantly got on a defensive. I went into mom mode. Cause I was like, you know, I took that personal. Cause I was like, you know, I have two kids that are, I would say like a balance where one is completely the opposite and has been diagnosed in some form of a way. And then I have, you know, a younger one who hasn't, who I honestly believe has some of those characteristics. So for me, it was, it's not necessarily that the kids, you know, aren't active or, or uh, aren't being entertained. It's that, you know, they just have a lot going on within their minds that we don't understand. And I think what I took from the talk or what I would have wanted to bring to the table is you got to listen to your kids no matter what it is that you think you're doing that's best for them sometimes it's not and you know we myself um, I've learned with my older kid at trial by error you know he did not want to go on the meds they made him lethargic they made him you know it it didn't work out the way that I thought it was going to but by listening to him you know telling me I don't want to take these you know he figured out his own way to deal with whatever characteristics of ADHD, ADD that there are. So it's not to the extreme, but it's based on his needs and what he feels is best for him. And I know that as a parent, I just have to support that. So if I would have given anything to talk nine, I would be take your kids advice and listen to them. Yeah, they can't make those medical decisions, but they can help guide you in the right direction because sometimes parents don't know what's best. 
and the kids do because it's their bodies. So other than that, you know, that's all I can really say uh, as far as for the rest of the topics we'll get into. But uh, talk not, I definitely listened to a couple times just to make sure that right. I convey my you, uh, you went over. but it. it is what it is. Always go over. She actually. All right. So I'm glad. I ain't even gonna do. I ain't gonna say nothing. I am extra. Um, that's why yes, I'm on the show. That's right. That's my dog. <laughs> that's my dog. Hopefully, we can uh, continue to incorporate two to ten, uh, just to kind of recap uh, what we talked about on the talk prior, and kind of figure out if we learned anything new about it, if we've changed how we felt about it after talking to someone else. Uh, and I think we all can um, agree that we did appreciate having. Uh, Wayne there to to kind of guide some of the discussion as well as give us or provide us those two topics in which he wanted to address. So yes, if we can get more fan or follower interaction, it's I love it. It's all good. And we'll, we'll give you the link. We'll give you the information you need to log in with us and we can sit down and have an actual discussion. So if we don't have anything more on that, we're going to move to our first topic, um, which is um, toxic masculinity. And I'm just going to pose this to the group. What, what does that actually mean to you all? Like, what does it mean? I'm going to say, I don't know if it really means anything to me. What is, what is toxic masculinity? What's, what, what is toxic about being masculine? I mean, I'm glad that you said that because honestly, whenever I hear the word, I immediately get offensive and get upset because I feel like it's not, for me, I feel like to an extent, it's not a real thing. And it's more like you're pointing out or you're, you're focusing it on, hey, things that men do are wrong in the bigger picture, people as a whole, whether they be male, female, what have you, we all do things that are wrong at some point in our life and try to grow and learn from them. But there's, to my knowledge, there's no such thing as like toxic femininity. Uh, femininity. 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 I'm going to have to edit the shit out of that one. Hey, here's my thing, and I'm going to say this. Wrong, right, indifferent, unpopular decision. Don't really care right now. If when When somebody says to me, they're like, Oh, you have toxic masculinity. All I hear them saying to me is they don't feel like they're masculine enough because I have never heard that from a woman before. Never, not once. Right. And they're like, oh, you're too this, you're too that. All that is to me is them identifying an area where they feel like they are lacking and they see it in me. And so I don't buy into, you know, uh, toxic masculinity or your you're too much of this or too much of that. All I see is you are identifying a an area that you feel like you're deficient in and you want to call me out on it because misery loves company, right? So it's like, I don't feel good about myself, so I need to make you not feel good about yourself so we feel the same. Well, partner, I don't subscribe to your issue, so you, you're not going to catch me with that. Like, people say there's a chauvinist and, and then they say that... um chivalry is dead or, or whatever the case is i still get every door i can get i get from my woman because she matters to me that's important to me i walk on the outside of the street i get the bill when we go out to eat i i do all those little little things that i think are like the chivalry type of thing i'm in the gym five to six days a week taking care of myself i care that if i look good or bad or indifferent whatever and i'm going to stand up for what i believe in and i'm going to defend somebody who's defenseless but toxic masculinity, I don't understand that. So I need somebody to enlighten me. I'm glad you said that. I'm in the same ballpark. I don't. I need an example of what we're looking at. 
So I'm actually glad that you you brought it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm 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 keeping you in the red room because I know you're ready. <laughs> so, so I'm glad that Vic that you brought it up from that perspective because immediately when I heard toxic masculinity, I just heard I just immediately thought a male to female interaction, um, not necessarily a male to male interaction. And I'm glad you you brought that up because it, it kind of gave me a different perspective on how to look at it. Uh, what I think, uh, and this is just, you know, me personally speaking, you know, I, I don't think I'm a, or I like to think I'm not a toxic person, maybe to somebody I am, or maybe I do show some of those toxic masculinity type of traits to somebody. Uh, now, if it's been mentioned to me, no. Um, but I do believe that there are people out there um, that are just, um, I don't know, and I, I don't know if it's the correct way to look at it, but like, especially when we're talking about like, uh, like in a position of authority, where they don't only use their their position, but they also use their masculinity, uh, because you know, I mean, let's look at it from from this lens. I feel like. In the last, I don't know, 25, 30, maybe even more years, the, I, I think at least, you know, women have been trying to be on the equal playing field as, as men. So, and maybe I'm completely off of what everything that I'm saying, but I'm telling you from how I took the topic and how I'm deciphering it. So I feel like when this topic was brought up, that's how I took it men, uh, women towards men or, and vice versa and men using, uh, that I'm a man, you know, girl type of, type of atmosphere and trying to indulge it and trying to force feed it towards everybody. I don't know. That's just my two cents. Go ahead. For me. No, it, it was, it wasn't direct towards <laughs> you, but it's, just, it's, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's your, click on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. So yeah. really when you look at toss, toxic masculinity it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically with the um male perspective because it can be um toxic masculinity in uh the sense of a traditional culture like you know how people see things that are specifically for one way um that aren't for you know the opposite sex and some of those examples are you know men are more prone to anger and violence than women are, you know, or, you know, women are more emotional than men are. And those toxic masculinities are basically saying that why can't a man be more emotional than a woman or why can't a woman be more angrier than a man? That's how I, I conceptually took it is it's just putting a label on the way that we're supposed to be. Uh, the man is the breadwinner. The woman is the one who stays at home and cooks. But, you know, those roles, when those roles are reversed or switched, you know, it, well, that's not how it was when, you know, I came up in, you know, whatever decade I belong to. So we label and stereotype ourselves into these boxes to where when we start our day and age now, you know, women are, you know, more power hungry, you know, they're more corporate, you know, they're not having kids, you know, at younger ages, they're, they're, you know, waiting to the, you know, later on, because their career came first. So I think that's how I took it from uh, that perspective is, 
that we tend to box ourselves into traditional mindsets that are harmful to us instead of uh, allowing ourselves to grow and think outside the box. Um, and it kind of comes in different forms of being toxic. So I could have some of those traits too that I don't necessarily, I may not see, but you know, my significant other sees it in, in me. So I think that's how I took it. So it wasn't really about aiming at anyone, just conceptually, how do we see male and female roles and sometimes why can't or why is it a problem when those roles are reversed? So I guess I, I see it in the same way because when I, sit down because I've heard Vic and, and again it seemed it was more geared towards the opposite sex but when I sit down and I hear you and I hear Vic and I hear Ego I start to think okay you're saying that it's traditional um, roles right so if we're saying traditional roles like you stated hey the man is the head of the household he's going to be the one ordering uh, meals when you go out he's going to be the one you know making decisions right and I can see how that quickly especially in today's day and age quickly could, could become you're going out mm-hmm. and you're making decisions for your mm-hmm. lady and she doesn't appreciate that and she said something outside of what you're going with and that gentleman may feel some kind of way about it maybe they feel okay I'm, I'm supposed to be taking charge of the situation you can't be undermining me so now they feel some kind of way about it and mm-hmm. they act in the they act in a way that they not be acting like whether it be yelling screaming putting hands on women because we know these things these things happen but they happen in my mind because of some stereotype that we're taught to to feel like this is the the role that you're supposed to feel um and i think when we say toxic masculinity it's that idea of saying hey you need to be in charge of your household you need to be in charge of your woman you need to be in charge of your children if they ever come out of the lane in which they are not walking or or doing the things in which you have established, then there's an issue. And if you are addressing that issue with a certain level of aggression, um, then yes, that becomes toxic. And if you're definitely passing it down to your children, then then yes, I can see how some people might think of that as, as toxic masculinity. But again, the concept is that people are people. You can have overly aggressive women. You can have overly aggressive men. It shouldn't really matter what um, sex you are specifically, but the common trend or the history of it is that generally men are the ones who are the more aggressive, more outspoken, more taking the lead roles. And sometimes when that's threatened, um, things go sideways. So, so to me, it, and, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not hearing every, everything everybody's saying, but it's, it sounds like the, the topic of discussion necessarily wouldn't be toxic masculinity but more toxic aggressiveness or toxic controllingness or or something of that nature and the reason why i say that is because correct there's there are plenty of cultures there are plenty of people who live in a a male dominant tribe or society and the, the women are very happy being the nesters and the ones that that take care of things and the ones that that do things. Now, I'm not saying that's the way it needs to be. I'm not saying that's the way it has to be. That's that's not my point. My point is that there's a, a society today in Western thinking that truly believes if you don't think like I think, you are wrong. Like, you need to accept me for me and doing whatever I'm doing, and that's just the way it is. 
And if you don't see things my way, you're wrong. And to me, that's a problem because we're not always going to agree on things. We're not always going to see eye to eye on things. And because you see things one way and I see things a different way, it doesn't make either one of us right or wrong. It just means we see things different. We have different ways of living our own lives. So to me, it sounds like correct. But I, I feel like Diana had a point when she said that concept of the pushback or the being addressed directly is generally more seen or more accepted from the male side of the house. We always tend, or some of us always tend to think that yes, a woman will address it, but a woman will address it with class, with sophistication, with intelligence, right? It won't be as upfront directly in your face. It might be passive aggressive. It won't be using curse words or being loud. It'll be a way to address it, but it won't be seen as aggression. It it makes sense, but I don't think that that that's a part of being masculine. I I look at it from a completely different point of view in, in thinking that the way that men and women think about things is different. I think as a broad paintbrush stroke or generally speaking, women have more emotional thoughts when they come to a conclusion and there's a different logical thinking uh, when when men think, and I don't necessarily agree with that. I, that's that's fair, but I I think both responses are very important in different situations. Correct, but I think that your upbringing and the interactions in which you have dictate how you respond, whether it be a logical response or whether it be an emotional response. I don't necessarily immediately say you're a woman everything is emotional or you're a man, everything. I didn't say everything. I did not say everything. And I don't want you to paint it that way. I understand that. I understand. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you from my point of view, how I'm looking at it. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, I think it's, it's, it's personality driven, like how you respond to certain situations. Understood that what you just said, Vic doesn't necessarily mean, oh yeah. Like, like Marcus just said, oh, that based off that response, that's a man or that, but, I thought maturity as well, not really, doesn't really matter how old you are per se, but just the mindset and how uh, mature that individual might be on how he might carry out something or uh, convey something, a situation that's happening or whatever, or whatever the case might be. But uh, yeah, I guess I do agree also with like the topic. Um, I was way off, man. I, I'm glad that y'all walked me on to, to what it should have been or what it should be because I was completely thinking something um, outside of, of, you know, what we're at, what the group was actually considering. Well, well, what were you considering? The viewers may appreciate your point of view and maybe that gives us something else to talk about. Well, no, I mean, like I said before, it was just more like, I feel like it was just a, you know, a male to female kind of, conversation like oh you know this is a man's world type of thing you know what i mean like corporate america type so more like chauvinistic kind of thing yeah exactly and not like oh you know we're not all on the same you know level of the playing field and things like that Uh, that's why i kind of let off with i I don't think myself that i have a toxic masculinity or what i thought the topic was going to be because i you know I, i at least i try and in my mind i try to be sincere and 
you know, just kind of have that equal opportunity type of mindset. And I don't care if, if someone that's going to help me accomplish a task to me, it doesn't matter. Like if, if that individual is a male or a female, I don't, I don't care. I, I just care about the merit of the person or, you know, the, whatever, whatever they bring to the table. Okay. This was the best qualified person for this task. And I'm not going to judge that individual. Gotcha. So, so I guess the way I'm looking at it is I try to look at it at, at the lowest common denominator or, or, or what have you, but like, it's literally just in my mind or my opinion, cause I could be wrong as well. Is just traits that lead to aggression or unneeded negativity. So let's say you were a kid and growing up in the 80s or the 70s. Hey, man, you can't wear pink or you can't talk like that or you can't say that. That's fucking gay. Like right there, like some people would say that's fucking toxic. And if it came from a man, they may say that's toxic masculinity. This 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 young man can wear whatever he feels comfortable wearing um, because he feels comfortable wearing it. Like so those are the things that I guess that we were alluding to, because talking from Diana and I, she established it. Hey, these are the normal stereotypes of a male. You know, anything outside of that wouldn't be the right. norm. And for some people, not all people, for some people, it might emotionally trigger something in them. I don't want to be called this or I don't want people to say this about me because I'm wearing this or because I'm doing this. So I won't do it. And if someone does call me gay, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to buck up real fast, real hard, and I'm going to make them feel some kind of way. You know what I'm saying? When that may or may not be necessary. But again, it's it's a aggressive response to a response or a, a a statement that was made that shouldn't have been made in the, probably in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get yeah, that. Fucking great. That's a great point that I didn't even think about. Like a, I guess a, uh, like an old school type of mentality, or I don't know, maybe a narrow minded mentality of the way the person portrays himself or the way the person might physically look. You automatically categorize them into something that's not masculine. So that's uh, that's actually a really good point, bro. So we got any more uh, input or thoughts on that? Because, again, this is just kind of all of our own perspectives on what this looks like. And we're, we're trying to shape what we think this means. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I brought up this discussion because I see all of the posts on people talking about toxic masculinity. And I hate to say it, but nine out of ten, it is, it is coming from, from females saying it's toxic masculinity. They shouldn't say this. They shouldn't do that. They shouldn't be representing this X, Y, and Z. And then I try to sit down and I try my hardest to be objective and be understanding but again for me when i hear the term toxic masculinity and i don't hear anything like toxic femininity i'm like okay so because i'm a male and because i may be aggressive in certain areas my actions are automatically toxic well what is the equivalent for women and i haven't really found one or heard of one but i know that people talk about in theory how you know boys raised by their mother usually have mommy issues and those mommy issues usually dictate um, how successful or unsuccessful they are in life. And that's, in essence, another form or way of shaping um, negativity. Obviously, it's not a toxic neg uh, uh, masculine negativity, but it's still a form of negativity. But again, no one coins it as toxic femininity. They just coin it as, hey, you know, your mom saw life from this purview with men. So she tried to raise you to be a certain way. And now you can't effectively render emotion or interact with x y and z i think that here here's what's frustrating there's there's a portion of society that wants everyone to conform to what they think 
And if you don't think the way that that portion of society thinks, then you're wrong. They outcast you. They label you. So the more I'm, I'm thinking about it, listening and paying attention, to me, toxic masculinity is really going to come down to how you as a man and for those people that need it, for those of you who identify as a man or male or he, how you influence the people around you that are men, boys, those identify as he, how your influence impacts them. Is it positive or negative? And the reason I say that is because, Marcus, you mentioned a good, a good point. You know, like if somebody comes up and is like, oh, well, he's homosexual. What, what's that got to do with anything? Who are you and what do you want to do about it? You know, like toxic, toxic is toxic. It means it's not good, right? It means there's, there's a problem with it. Where is there a problem with a man wanting to take care of a woman? Where is there a problem with a man wanting to take care of another man? The problem comes in when that other man or that woman feels embarrassed or ashamed, right? That's that's on the, the receiving end. So toxic masculinity is one thing. Now, I am not talking about abusive men. I'm not talking about violent men or masculinity, right? But we look at toxic masculinity and we identify those things and it's a phrase or catchphrase from people who don't distribute or don't distribute, don't attribute those traits to themselves. And because they don't attribute the traits to themselves, they want to say, oh, there's got to be something wrong with it because that's not like me. And I, I think that's where it all comes from. There's nothing wrong with taking care of the people around you, whether it be male, female, what have you. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your significant other. There's nothing wrong with taking care of your friends. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, you know what? You fell down. Don't cry about it. Get up. Brush it off. You're okay. And, and that can go for male or female. It's not, it's not a masculinity trait. It's getting up saying you're okay. So I think that... I'm glad you said that. Let's be honest right now. I think we all have grown up in an era where we've heard people say, stop crying. Don't be a little girl. Okay. Yep. That okay. comment in yep. itself is, in, in my opinion, part of that idea of toxic I masculinity. I don't agree. We are, we're already I identifying. I think that, that what that is saying, okay. right, is that's cultural and that is looking at male and female having different roles right but that is not toxic masculinity but here's the question in that statement it is being implied that it is okay for little girls to cry but it is not okay for boys to cry okay nah because i tell both i tell i tell both sides because i use that line all the time in my house and it doesn't matter if you're one of my son or if you're my son or if you're my daughters I tell both of them to shut the fuck up, stop crying, being a little bitch. That's it. That's all I tell them. Well, okay, that's a whole different no, no, no. topic. Hey, hey, being but I hear what you're saying. But the, but say, I hear, I hear what everybody's saying, and Demarcus, I hear what you're saying too. What I'm looking at it when they say it's okay for one to cry and it's not okay for the other to cry. That's that's a decision that you as a parent make when you're raising your children. I would just say simply get up, don't cry. Not don't be a little girl, don't do this, don't do that. But it's still cultural. And people have a right, people have the ability to raise their children or raise them the way they see fit. And this comes back to that group of people that say, if you don't agree with me, you're wrong. Right? And I'm not I'm not trying to dig into a, okay. a deeper level, but 
there are movements going around that are Black Lives Matter. And there's different levels to that, right? Now, hear me out. There's different levels to the whole Black Lives Matter movement. And, and at some level you get, well, if you're saying all lives matter, then you're racist, right? Well, that's incorrect. But as soon as you say, as soon as you say all lives matter to that person and they say you're racist, that's the group of people that are saying you do not agree with me. So I'm going to label you. So I'm not, I'm not even going that deep down that road. I'm still kind of living on what diana said and it is shaping a culture that isn't necessarily equal or seen as equal and i say that because here's my question to you all is crying beneficial mm. i think i have cried twice in the past 21 years okay and that's fine but the question is is crying beneficial uh, and what i'm saying is no okay so you say no I what about anybody else i think it is beneficial it's a certain way that an, an individual can express himself or herself without using words necessarily. Sometimes people use that as a method to let out whatever it is. And that can be in a, in a, a private atmosphere. That could be with somebody that they trust. That can be, you know, amongst a group of people, what have you. But I do feel like it is a, uh, a beneficial thing that can be used. Okay, I'll take that. Diana, what do you got? talked about earlier, I mean, everything both of y'all's points is correct. Um, like I said, I think it's just based on societal labels and tags that people use but that is a, a it's not it is a form of tasket toxic masculinity grouping someone into a okay. box and then identifying that that is a box that they're in because you're saying it or embarrassing them is a what is it's toxic it's it's not healthy it's not promoting good health in anybody's perspective so real quick just so i can i can i can get to my point do you think crying is beneficial i think it's beneficial Okay, so here's my point, Vic. My point is, if you advocate to stop crying, then you're taking away a emotion that is meant to exist for a certain reason. If someone does not know how to cry or is not okay with crying, they will find a way to express okay. emotion in a different way. Nine times out of ten, if it's not in sadness, it's why in anger. Yeah. Why are you equating a physical act with an emotion? You can be sad, you can be torn apart, you can be mentally, emotionally distraught, you can be devastated. That does not mean you need to cry. Correct. So then what are your alternatives to expressing that emotion? You, that's up to the individual. And I, and I mean that broadly for saying there are, there are countless number of things that you can do to process that emotion. You can write. I didn't say process. Oh, okay. I didn't say process. All right, you can write. You can write. You can talk. You can hum. You can sing. You can create. You can draw. You can paint. There are a number of ways to express how you feel. It doesn't mean you need to cry. But what is wrong with the ability to be able to cry? Now, when you ask me, I personally, Vic Damone does not think that crying works for me. If it works for anybody else, then that's one of the ways they can process that feeling. Gotcha. But the question was not what works for Vic Damone. The question was, in a very broad sense, is crying beneficial? 
And if you're saying that it's an emotion that allows people to express something, then the answer is yes, it's beneficial. It may not be beneficial to you, but it is beneficial. No, that's not the answer, and you're not going to make that my answer. You're 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 saying a broad okay, stroke. So well, how many people are we talking about, and how broad are we looking at, and how are we going to view this? I've given you different examples of ways that people can express that. So what is the opposition as to what he's saying, though? What DeMarcus is saying, what, why, why can't that be a valid art? That might, that might be his, perspe- his perception of what he believes, and yours may be the opposite, but there are proven studies that show that, you know, a way to release stress, anxiety, or tension, crying is one of those. It's just... And- it, so and, it's and it's a way to express yourself too. I'm not and 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 working out and and a and a constant uh, physical training regimen is one as well. I'm not. I am not saying that there's anything wrong with crying. Okay, I'm not. What I'm saying is, I don't think that's not. That's definitely not the way that I process things. Mm-hmm. And across the board, I don't think that it there should be a negative light on people who don't process things via crying. Correct. But that was, again, mm-hmm. not the question. The question oh, was man. very simple. Could crying be beneficial? Could it? I don't think that was could. the original question. I could think be. that's what you've drilled it down to now. Maybe I have. Okay. Maybe I have. So could crying be beneficial? I'm yes, crying could be beneficial, just like everything else I've seen. Okay. All right. Then I can well, live I can live with that because it opens up the concept that everyone has a different way of a different mechanism. Same thing you're saying. Different mechanism of high handling. But you know emotions. what push you into the toxic masculinity is when you say that person is expressing it. Like, say, for instance, you were to express yourself and for you, whatever that stressor is or that depression or whatever it may be for you, you're like, you know what? I'm going to go to the gym and work out. But then somebody goes, why aren't you crying? That is what I mean by someone's good. The way for them to recognize that you are in pain, that something is wrong, is because you're crying. You get what I'm saying? So that is toxic masculinity in a way for the from the social aspect is I don't have to cry for that to be my only way to express my emotion. But nine times out of ten, that is what people are looking for. So, so Diana, I'm confused. I heard everything you said, and I've. I want to be able to extrapolate a lot out of this because what I heard you said was people are looking looking for you to cry right. when things are right. Bad. They're looking they're looking for that that emotional onset of tears when things are very bad and, and hard right. for you, right? And when you don't cry, that's an example of right. So because it's a it's like I said before, it's a state of. And it's a, the way you're treating things. It doesn't necessarily have to be black and white. Like I said earlier about a woman working in a different, you know, field that most dudes don't. I'm saying that it's a cultural sense of how things are represented. And I may be wrong on my expression of it, but what I'm trying to get you to see is anything can be turned into the way culture sees it. If I express myself a certain way and that's and I can't tell that there's an issue with you unless you're you know, you are expressing yourself with that type of an emotion, you're boxing me into a certain form or you're boxing me into a certain way that you're presented it 
you're being presented that is like, okay, you're mad, you're upset, or you're sad or depressed, but you're not showing me you're sad or depressed. And maybe okay, maybe it's not the right... You're boxing that same person into those feelings. I, I'm not, because though. They don't, because they don't express things the way that so, you oh, expect them to. Right, right. Just you're, you I just answered my cry. question. That you just, you just validated my point. That's what I'm saying is that is what I feel as though based on the definition that I looked up that I saw, that's what I take uh -huh. it as is that, yes, that would be my version of the toxic, toxic masculinity is the fact that, yes, I don't, not me personally, but individuals, individuals who only see that as, well, your emotion isn't a cry, so it must not be that serious, or we don't, I'm not seeing that you really are depressed. I'm not saying that's how I think. I'm saying that's how it's, that's how other people could be, could see it being presented to them. Because all they know is, well, when you're in pain, this is what you do to that reaction. I'm not saying either. Okay, no, so DeMarcus, I, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, DeMarcus disagrees, um, and I say that because I see where both of you are coming from, and, and I know I know Vic lives on the line of logic all the time, and logically, the way he presented it, it makes sense to me. Yes, humans, as individuals, we're taught that when you're sad, you cry. When you're mad, you do something to show you're angry. When you're happy, you smile. Those are mechanisms that we, we learn as children, right? But theoretically, as long as you are communicating or expressing the fact that you have some sadness or that you are feeling a, a specific way about something, it does not necessarily have to compute to you crying or compute to you being sad. Yes. You can express it like Vic was saying in other ways, but we can't just turn around and say, because you're not crying, that is toxic masculinity. Now, if he was to go around and say, hey man, don't be crying, that's what goddamn girls do, or that's weakness, then okay, then that's a whole different story because you're putting a negative spin on the expression of emotion. So that, in my opinion, would be toxic masculinity. But if that's if that's not how he expresses it, then that's not how he expresses it. Heard that deep sigh. So that means we 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 hitting some nerves. No, no, not nerves. We're open. Not nerves. We're open at. I, I'm 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 trying to think of not think, but really like how to put together my personal thoughts on on not only this topic, but really a way I feel like we're driving society and it, it's important. It's, it's important to me. It's important to the way we move forward. I agree. There are, there, there are a lot of things that I don't agree with that I think are incorrect and I think could be done better. But at the same time, there are a lot of things that I feel are supposed to be looked at as, as I don't want to say equal, right. But just a level playing field across the board. Right. And and there are differences. There are just different you know what? Viewers, listeners, listeners, I will never be able to have a child. I cannot give birth. I don't have those parts. I'm not built that way. It's unfair. How does that sound? How does that sound? Things are different. Things are different. So when we look at things and we approach the situation differently, I don't agree with the fact that it's viewed negatively. That's my problem with it. Now, like I said before, a toxic trait is a toxic trait. But because somebody processes things differently than someone else does not make that a negative thing. 
Does that make sense? All the crickets. Now taking time to process. So what you said, what you were saying makes sense. But I think as long as you have the ability, that's any person, any, as long as individuals have the ability to be open to to dialogue, that's where you can grow. It's when you're when individuals are stuck in their ways and are unwilling to see things from a different perspective is when it's a it's a void and you're it's a pointless um, it's a pointless debate or conversation. So I hear everything that you're saying, but it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I think because we hear the word toxic, we automatically go negative, but it may not be in that it may not be just in that form. It's just what we associate it to be. Well, I'm only associating with the examples that have been right, presented. Right. Because again, I don't, I don't believe I have toxic masculinity traits. And I don't believe that I, I present, nor do I teach toxic masculinity traits. And you probably do so, not, but that doesn't mean that individuals around you are the same. You, you may not. You know, and no, no, right, right. But but everything I'm presenting, uh, it it comes from somewhere in my perspective on things. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, well, I can tell wow. you right now, I have picked up some of those traits for myself, but that's because that's passed down and taught. Like, I've got a parent, you know, that's like, hey, you gotta you gotta provide for yourself. You gotta take care of yourself. Don't rely on no man for nothing. Is that a positive okay. thing? Absolutely. Is it? Yes. Yes. Is it a is, negative is it thing? Is it? Is no. it? To is it toxic when you get into a relationship where you you should be relying on the other person and you should split the things 50-50 and you should be productive? Yes. Ooh, so that's now, now that's where I'm going to come in and put myself on the you know on the chopping block is that's when it does become toxic because yes, the, my dad taught me good traits but i still to this day struggle with allowing someone else to be my equal a so thousand percent me, here's here's what i'm gonna say to this right because i don't think anything you said was toxic it, right it, it, it wasn't toxic. well what it you're saying what what you're getting what you're, hey, listen, what you're getting you is the yeah what i'm saying isn't but the reactions and the actions Sometimes are. Sometimes are. Because yeah, right. it causes you, someone else to feel a certain way and it causes someone else to Yeah, you say you're in a relationship and your partner is not equal. Right. Now that's 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 wrong. <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. Uh, now equal you you guys you guys out there, you you listeners, you guys separate equal however you want to separate equal. But when you come back to your relationship, mm -hmm. the equality comes from how you convey information, right? How you communicate, right? Right, one hundred percent. Like, like if I'm in a, if I'm in my relationship, and my wife does all the cooking and I clean all the dishes, she's doing one task, I'm doing a, another task, but our communication is said, "Hey, this is equal." Right. 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 She she cleans the the bathroom tub and I clean the 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 toilet. We communicate that as equal. I take out the trash and she brings in the empty cans equal. They're different tasks, 
but we communicate that as 50-50. And that's the important part in all this uh, toxicity in relationships is the communication. Right. But I like how you, I like how you really, really sex that up. But that is not what it sounds like what Shorty said. Shorty said was I got to be 100% yes. independent. So I'm taking care of me and me alone. And whatever this dude does, I'm cool with it. But in my eyes, it don't equal up to what I'm doing because I got to take care of me. Yes. So in that, in, when, and that's why I said I'll use myself in exi- as an example is it, it's something that I was taught as a kid. Like, you know, you rely on no one. You deal with things yourself. You provide for your family. All the things that my dad taught all six of my brothers, you, I got taught that too. There was no difference. I didn't get, you know, let's do tea parties. Let's no, let's go, go outside, go climb trees, go, go do what your brothers are doing. Get yourself a job. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Right. That's my, that's my mentality. But that doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say things are right or wrong, but I'm saying for me, for me, if I establish the part uh, that I'm, I can only depend on right. myself. Then in my mind, the person that I'm with will never be equal to me because the minute they fucking fall short of what I need to be done, or the minute they fall short of what I think is the standard, guess what? I don't respect you anymore because I can only depend on me. I'm the one and that's, doing this. I'm the one. That's right. And that's me. when it becomes toxic. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that's when you it, something that is instilled in you, which is not bad, right? Not bad at all. Turns into being something of, of, of toxic because now you're like, well, if you're not holding, like you're not standing up to my standards, this is worthless, but it shouldn't be like that. That's when you, again, from, Victimon's point of view, that's when the communication comes in. But in the beginning, as a young, young, young person in a in a marriage, that was not how it was. So you can start with traits that are good, but those traits can easily become where you're boxing yourself and other individuals into a corner and now it becomes toxic. So that's just my point on it. But I digress, you know. There's only so much that you can say, but as long as you can have a good open dialogue about things and you're able to see both points of view, I think it's a healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. I think we all had good points, and I definitely think this was damn sure beneficial because I don't think we often disagree this adamantly yes. or this aggressively. I would agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think BB is dead, okay? BE is gone. <laughs> That motherfucker went ghost ghost. <laughs> Confrontation is in he his thing. He ain't even coming to you to say nothing nice. He usually like he usually want to level us out. Be like, yeah. So the way I feel is we got to do this, but you gotta you gotta have the communication and stay level. He ain't say that shit. He ghost ghost. Not good. Well, I mean, maybe he'll chime back in. But look, so if we all don't have any additional. Um, parting statements or comments on that uh, topic, uh, we can move to the next one. So we good to move to the next one? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, DBE probably dealing with some uh, some issues right now. <laughs> I'm alive, motherfuckers. I'm alive. Welcome back, DBE. We thought you had lost it. You're alive. Welcome. You're fucking live. To the China Club. Alright, so with that being said, with that being said, so listen, since you, you was out for a minute, go ahead, if you can, take the next topic for the lead. There's going to be harassment uh, of some form or flavor. 